Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another edition of the Dragon Spit Podcast. This episode today, we're going to be geeking out, talking about all things martial arts. And the first topic that we're going to start off with is, of course, everybody's favorite martial artist, Bruce Lee. Right? Bruce I mean, Lee. Bruce Lee. You can't, you can't have a conversation, at least not an initial podcast episode about martial arts for the first time without at least discussing Bruce Lee for a little bit because he's extremely instrumental for popularizing martial arts. I mean, martial arts is already popular, right? But I feel like his brand, who he was, the charisma he had on screen, not just that, but the way he did interviews and how he talked about the philosophies and all these different things, it really set him apart from a lot of other people during that time. And I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think he even brought on Chuck Norris, right? Because that's when Chuck Norris was in one of his films. Um, and he was and, one of the students, right? Yeah, he was one of the students that became, you know, really, um, really good friends after that. But that's that's one of the main reasons why we have Chuck Norris today. So, you know, I think he really popularized that. So, what what is your take on, you know, Lee Jun Fan, if I said that correctly, or Bruce Lee as he's known professionally? Um, you know, I think he was one of the most important figures in martial arts. Um. It wouldn't be as popular if it wasn't for him. I feel like, um, I mean, like I said, there's debate about whether he was a actual fighter or not, but I'm pretty sure with some of the names and some of the stuff that he did, like think about it like this. Chuck Norris, who champion, what is it? Teng Sudo, Taekwondo, BJJ, Judo, you know what I mean? Why would a man like that, who's actually got championships, want to study under somebody that wasn't a real fighter and didn't know what he was talking about? You know what I mean? So, I mean, Bruce Lee was really important. He's the one that made – he put together ch ch Chinese philosophy into martial arts and why it's important a lot. You know what I mean? Well, I think in so, the West for sure. Like he – I think, you know, we got to understand from an Eastern perspective, right, that Asia, when they look at martial arts, it's not just about the the defense aspect of it. Yes, that's a huge part, but if – if you know, I, I, again, I'm an Asian. I can't speak for Asians or anything like that. But from my experience being in Asia, in studying martial arts myself, it's also got a lot to do with that philosophy, you know. And I think that's what um, a lot of people in the West were craving. They had, you know, karate, for example, karate. They that was at that time. It would seem, you know, again, I wasn't born back then. You know, I'm way younger than that. That was like, like in large at the time. Yeah, I'll, I, you know, that's a couple, a couple or a few decades before my time. But even with that being said, you know, it seems like it was more rigid, right? Karate, they, it seemed as though a lot of the martial artists that brought over martial arts didn't want to give the philosophies behind the martial arts itself. Hence the word art, right? It's an art form. But there's a certain thing about it and that's the philosophies right you know the the most famous one by bruce lee is you know uh about water be like water yeah you know it can it can fit into any container right but it can crash like a wave and i'm paraphrasing that's not the exact thing he said <clears throat> but you get it right like that philosophy lets me know that you know even today, that still rings true where people want to be put into this box, 
right? Like, this is who you are. This is what you're supposed to be. This is what karate is. This is what uh, MMA is, you know. And he's like, no, you need to be like water. Yes, if you're going into MMA, you need to fit inside that. But as we see, Conor McGregor went into boxing. You know, it's a bit of a tangent, but went into boxing, and he wasn't fully there. You know, you could say it's because of his, you know, expertise was in mixed martial arts, whereas the other one is boxing all his life. So it'd be interesting to see if that still goes down where Mayweather goes into the MM, into, into MMA, into the UFC, and fights Conor McGregor there, what the outcome would be. But that philosophy of be like water, right, I think is huge and still relates today. You can see it in that context. You can see it in everyday life, like myself as an entrepreneur, right? Uh, I feel like I have to be this. But then I realized that I need to be flexible like water is. Yeah, for right now, I need to fit into this container, but I need to flow like water into another container at some point, right? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, th- that's important too. But what I think um, – another thing that made Bruce Lee one of the more important people is uh, think about how you hear about like duels or just people fighting or people challenging each other throughout history, whether it be the samurai, the ninja – you know what I mean? Like they, they, they had battles to prove who was better, you know? And Bruce Lee was one of the people that actually said, no, like we should spar to learn from each other. That's how, 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 how could you make martial arts better if you're not trying to improve your form or learn new things or combined it in some ways? You know, like he, he really believed that philosophy led, was, was telling him that he needed to practice with other people because martial arts was not improving over time. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you get better if you practice the same martial arts at that martial arts, you know what I mean? But it was staying the same. Like karate was always karate. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, so he believed that we needed to exchange and not only to prove who's better, but learn from each other and adapt, you know, I think that was a big thing for him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I can, I can see that. But like I, like I said, the philosophy aspect for sure is a big thing. You know, he was very well read. He even did poetry, actually. I don't know if you're aware of this. He actually did poetry. I, I'd love to get, um, you know, some some of his poetry. But, uh, you know, again, oh, I found the quote, by the way. Be formless, shapeless like water. Right. Um, that was the quote. And there, it expanded upon that in the interview that he did uh, back in the day. But the philosophy, as I said, it was something that I feel really gave the art form and his perception of how life should be, especially with martial arts where, hey, I could take this from Shotokan Karate, right? I could take this from, I don't know, let's say uh, Muay Thai. I could take this from uh wing chun right i could take this from shaolin kung fu i could take these things and use it to my advantage because it's not a one size fits all you do have you know it comes to the argument what is the best better martial arts now you can say jujitsu is probably the most well-rounded and probably the better this time period however you know if you take somebody that does you know jujitsu for five years and somebody who did Wing Chun for 20 years, 
what's the chances that that jujitsu is going to be better? You know, I think it's got a lot to do with the experience, right? I know that's a bit of a, a stretch with that comparison, you know. And I think that the well-read portion of his psyche was the fact was that that made him better as a martial artist that made him charismatic that he looked at life in a different way it wasn't rigid as i mentioned before right right i mean you know but see the aspect of that too like a lot of people had a problem like understanding bruce lee when it comes to improving things like that too because everybody just believed he was cocky as well well, if you're Bruce Lee, you're going to be a little cocky, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? As long as you can back even, it up. Not even that. He just always believed that, like, to be able to express yourself, you have to be able to express yourself in whatever way that is, even if that means that you're like, hey, I'm better than you at this, and I'm going to keep practicing until I'm better than you. It's just a way of expression. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like, Yeah. You know, that's where some people get lost with, like, the philosophy of it. You know, maybe that even was what leads people to believe that he wasn't a real fighter because he didn't have, like, a professional record. Mm. You know, other than when he beat the high school boxer at his school. You know mm. what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I seem like these days a lot of that is lost, right? Um, We'll get into like MMA now because it's more modern. It's it's here. It doesn't seem to be going away. Yeah, but, but Bruce it, is like the founder of MMA. Yeah, if you think about it, yeah, he <laughs> is he is the f- reason MMA exists potentially because before then, you know, you would just have Taekwondo fought Taekwondo, Karate fought Karate, right? Um, maybe one dojo and Karate would go fight somebody for Taekwondo, maybe every now and then. But then what the UFC did, at least in its original conception, was good where it brought different styles to the forefront and to the mainstream and allowed people to see like, hey, this is how different stuff is, you know. And then from there, like, hey, I want to do jujitsu or I want to do, you know, um, oh, my God, there's so there's so many like capoeira, right? Like all these all these different types of forms out there of martial arts to choose from. And then take that and test, like, how – I feel like the UFC at first was, like, how good am I in the sense of how well have I practiced my well, my art? The the UFC – is that what you're talking about right now? Yeah, the talking UFC, about the MMA, the UFC, yeah. Yeah, what, what brought that up is that was the first time really, like – so you think about MMA or, like, you know, like, even Bruce Lee where he learned some from jiu-jitsu or something like that, right? So – UFC was the first time that, like, yeah, if you can stand there and beat somebody, like, with punches, you know, like, just like any other thing, like, yeah, you could win. But then you have people like uh, Royce Gracie who comes in, and he wasn't the most physically powerful guy and was the greatest striker, but if he got you, you're done. You know what I mean? So that was the first time that people were like, okay, not only do I have to be no Hapkido and boxing, right? They're like, no, I better be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah, so in order to like, compete well with other people. There a little bit more. Yeah, because somebody comes in with a, a, a sort of a, like, yeah. I don't want to say a bag of tricks, but with a repertoire of, you know, moves from martial arts that they've adapted to make it their own, right? Mm-hmm. Then 
they have an advantage over potentially someone else who just does one rigid art form. And that's why originally MMA was great. Now, MMA now, you know, just like most anything, it's so saturated that it's become all about the money. Now, I could be wrong, right? But I feel like it's all about the money these days rather than actual, you know, the martial arts and proving oneself in combat with someone else, right? Now it's about, you know, how can I defeat my opponent and look pretty at the same time? Now, mind you, these people will kick my butt for sure, you know, 100%. I'm not I'm not saying that they, they don't have the skill, right? What I'm saying is, is that they'd rather do what's going to help them win as opposed to do what is but i, I mean know, i don't know where i was going with that That's i, I, I kind of <laughs> agree with you but i kind of feel like if you're doing martial arts you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do to win you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, yeah, uh, you're right. You know, no, but I get what you're saying. Like, you feel like people's heart isn't in it because that's what they want to do. Their heart's in it because they need to make that money. Yeah, there you go. Like, it's, it's thank you. So you, you get it. There, it's all about how to make the money, and how to make the money quick, right? And that's what it seems like. So I feel like, you know, that's why you see people that are yep. doping, but to that's get an why. advantage. You have people that, you know. Uh, will throw fights and things like that. I'm not saying some of the big people throw fights, but right now there's a lot of controversy with the UFC. You know yeah, what I mean? I, but with the UFC, though, that's, that's why I feel like, you know, people like I, like we had to talk about like um, Anderson Silva, right? Or George St. Pierre. You know, like I feel like these people's heart is actually in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're, they're some of the greatest fighters that, that you've ever seen in UFC. Well, that's you in know? UFC, and, right? I'm talking, but my thing is, <clears throat> yeah, for see, UFC, what about what about, what like, about that? About what about that person that has been training since they're three years old and they live in Hong Kong, right? And they've been studying Wing Chun, and they're now 29 years old, so they've got 27 years of Wing Chun experience. You know, how does that stack up against somebody? Who's in the UFC? My thing is, I mean, I would just say, come fight him then. Well, again, that's the philosophy aspect, right? It's not <laughs> meant for sport. But but know. it but it actually is kind of is though, like you no, know, it was meant for self defense. Yeah, but but you got to think about it like this. Some people, like even back in those days, right? They only wanted to prove themselves that they were tougher than you. That's the same. That's the same difference. You know what I mean. You can't say. And those people practice it their whole lives because they're born into it. You know what I mean. So you can't say that. You know that that's not an aspect of it. You know what I mean? Because one of the biggest things, even when you practice martial arts in your own life, you usually you're sparring with somebody else. You know, and that doesn't always mean to say like you're better, but it's for improvement. Well, yeah, but you're sparring with somebody to improve. So. The difference between sparring and fighting, right, is, yeah, you, you, you get to you, – you both experience something. So even when you're in a fight, you may learn. Maybe you don't. Because you look at a lot of these UFC's fights, right, do you think that it was really that calculated when somebody got knocked out? Now, they were hoping that the punch they threw landed or the kick landed or that when they took him to the ground that they got him in such a way that, you know, they were able to get that. Whereas – in sparring, it's, you know, hey, 
I know that this punch can become much more accurate and deadly if I tweak it this way. So I might take my elbows in just a little bit and my and and you know make my hand go out, you know, at maybe a, a 30 degree angle, right? Or if I change it to a 28% angle, it's much more efficient. And actually when I punch, it's not gonna be able to get blocked. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like mixed martial arts is like that. It's about how fast can I be, how strong can I be, right? And how can I outsmart my opponent? Yeah, but that and, was- and that element, outsmarting your opponent, that's the obvious thing that you need to uh, have if you're going to well, you know, right. use martial arts in self-defense, for sure. But, but I'm not going to downplay that aspect of it because that aspect that you're coming, that you're coming from, like that comes from Bruce Lee, though. You know what I mean? Like his biggest thing with a lot of people, like even in Wing Chun, right, was that they weren't physically pushing themselves to the limits that he thinks you could to improve. You know what I mean? Like his workout regimen was different than other people. And if we didn't have people like, okay, like you're you're talking about people's heart beating it and that's that's the problem. Like the Gracie family, correct? Mm -hmm. Like Royce Gracie was always so great because you got to think about like if it wasn't for Helio Gracie, we wouldn't have had MMA become as big as it was. You know what I mean? Because of his stature and what he did in the early onset of MMA. You know what I mean? He proved that if you could grapple, and you, you like, you're good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those things. That, I mean, that just comes with anything. Competition. If you're racing, if you're running a relay race, you know, and like, and you can say like sports kind of kill anything if you go to the extreme. If I think about like football. You know, like we most of these people, like you said, they they're juicing, or you know, they're they're, they're hurting themselves just to make a little bit of cash. And, and just so people know, that's uh, that's our host's daughter in the background. <laughs> yeah, so you know, uh, just because you know we're in the studio doesn't mean that we don't uh, have family around. Family's yeah, important, so that. yeah, no big deal. I'm just saying. So people are like, what? You know, listen to this later. What is going on? That's that's what it is. No big deal. Family is important, and nothing wrong with having family around. So if you hear some uh, some stuff in the background from time to time, that's what it is. Um, it's pretty and, cool, though. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. Wanna, and, yeah. and, you know, and besides that, like, I'd argue martial arts wouldn't be as big as it is since the passing of somebody like Bruce Lee if it wasn't for MMA. You know, like, that's why I thought it was kind of interesting when I learned so much about Joe Rogan, right? Because I literally, not trying to be funny here, even though it's kind of funny, I'm like, seeing him on UFC, I'm like, what the hell is the guy from the Fear Factor doing over here? I guess Fear's <laughs> not a factor. He's getting in there. Right. You know, but the dude's pretty hardcore with his martial arts training. He really believes in some of this stuff. Well, of course. I mean, you know I, mean? So I once think... Once you get to know, like, he has a record, he believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, these things... I don't know. It just wouldn't be as big without it, I feel. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely argue about, that. But that. I'm just... You know, I'm more of a, a classical person where, again, right. you know, getting back to uh, not just the philosophy of Bruce Lee or, or Bruce Lee himself, but, you know, transition into just the philosophy of martial arts, which, you know, has a lot of great things. Self-discipline, right? You have courtesy, integrity, perseverance, that self-control that I talked about, like discipline, you know, mm-hmm. um, has a lot of... but. Depending on where you come from in Asia, it could have Confucianism mixed in, Buddhism, Taoist uh, philosophies. You know, there's a lot of these aspects to it, which I think that 
even if somebody wasn't the best martial artist, right? At least they would be a much better person of character. And, and not all, because you have, and we'll get into that, but you have like a saturation of martial arts for sure. Like, you know, you, we see that in the United States and, and you see that in other parts of the world where martial arts schools are just opened up to make money and really they don't make that much money unless you do like some really good branding or, or maybe you partner with a, a big name in like UFC or something like that. You're not really going to make a ton of money. It's, you know, um, but you could make a living from it for sure. It's more of like something you would do out of passion rather than anything else. And, you know, so my thing is is the philosophy aspect. It's the reason why I love martial arts, right? Yeah, I like the fact that I could walk down the street and I could feel safer. Again, I'm not saying come test me, bro, right? I'm not saying that. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I get my butt kicked. <laughs> I'm not telling. I'm not telling people to come test oh, me. Oh man, what I'm, you yeah, know what I mean? Uh, but what I'm saying is, no, and I'll record it. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, that philosophy aspect, the the. The, the things that you learn, the teachings that you learn, not just the physical, but the, the mental, the, the um, things that you could take in and apply to your life, you know, focus, respect, that self-discipline I talked about. These things are good and help to make somebody have a strong character. So somebody yep. might not be the best martial artist. They might just be a average martial artist, and that's fine. But, you know, they're some of the most caring, usually, most caring people right i was gonna say maybe that's your problem with things like the, the ufc a little bit more is you feel like it's lost some of the respect yeah they, it's all it's all about ego right i mean they're yelling at each other's face like it's boxing it's not boxing that's what boxing did you know what i mean right like, i get it it's it, like that's fan service it's to try to get views and to get people talking and stuff i get it you know what i mean and it seems like that's what it's about and then yeah we're gonna prove it in the ring yeah it's true right so why even say something you know um to me, a, a real martial artist just doesn't do that. You know, if you look at, you know, again, I wasn't alive when It Man was alive. You know, all the movies are very popular. That's why we're talking about it. Plus, it relates to Bruce Lee. Is he didn't go around trying to fight people. People came around trying to fight him. People came around trying to fight him. And he would try to, you know, let's not do this. You know, it, there's better ways, you know. But he wouldn't back down. He would just say, hey, he, he would try to have a an accord with somebody like hey let's let's find another resolution you know but usually people are like at least that's what it says in the movies anyways and from my um experience in wing chun this has also been something that has been told to me so it seems like there's correlation there that you know it's about being a person of great character you know it's nice walking around knowing that you can defend yourself if you have to but you don't walk around trying to pick a fight or trying to prove yourself to somebody because it, you, yeah, that ego isn't there back in that day though. You know, you, you, you know, like I'm not trying to put down to what you're saying, but I mean, like there was a lot of, I'm better than you. So let's, let's fight back in those days. I'm not saying it didn't exist. What I'm saying is, is that I, I guess what I'm saying is that I have a lot more respect for traditional martial artists, those ones who you are usually more humble and they don't have that ego that's driving them to do stuff. It was it was a samurai that ruined everybody's ego. They just had to duel people continuously and I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you're blaming samurai now. 
<laughs> no, I was just joking around. I was just uh, thinking about martial arts through the history, and samurai came into my head. So, well, samurai, you know, they studied the philosophy of Bushido. If I, if I'm not mistaken, you have like um, Miyamoto Musashi, Miyamoto Musashi. Let me the name properly. It's the Book of Five Rings. I want to. Um... Yeah, it's uh, Miyamoto Musashi. He's the greatest duelist in 15, I think, 84 around that time frame. He's a samurai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. I don't need, yeah, Miyamoto Musashi. There you go. Yeah, I just want to make sure because I don't know why I was saying the name incorrectly. But it's an amazing book. If anybody hasn't read it, I, I highly suggest to go do it. But yeah, like he talks about, you know, what he what did he do? He, he knew that if he shaped his um, sword just a, a little bit bigger that he he could stand just a certain distance away to where they couldn't slice him, but he could slice them. Yep, Book of Five Rings, you know, Buddhist, did calligraphy. He was an artist. He was an artist, calligraphy. So I'm saying, like, that's the thing is, is we can't necessarily judge samurai, for example. That's the That's the time in which they lived in. You know, you can call it they were much more uncivilized, perhaps, at least by today's standards. But those things were the way life was for those people, right? For the Japanese at that time, you know, getting back to the the, the samurai specifically, right? So, but they it was a it was a philosophy, it was a way of life, a way of being. You know, right. you had to defend yourself, right? Or you risk the, you know, getting your land taken away or getting right. killed or things like that. Which you know is a I mean? good point. And, you know, I know it's we're not 100% going into history here. But if anybody out there would like to hear some more of the history of martial arts, I would love to do an actual walkthrough of it in podcast, you know, feature on. It's not a problem. But, like, yeah, I mean, see – at that time, when you think about, we're talking about like people coming in and trying to just fight each other. Wasn't it like the ninja that started wiping out the samurai? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd have to get into like the the history. Well, I, I think that's how it went. Is like ninja came on, you know what I mean? And they were focused more on like stealth fighting or stealth killing, you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, they would fight with the samurai. Obviously, I typed in why did the ninja, and then in Google, and it says why did the ninja go to the doctor. So let's. I'm gonna click on it. Hopefully, it's why not did the too. Ninja go to the doctor. Let's see. Why did the ninja go to the doctor? Uh, there's something about ninja in Fortnite. That's not the kind of ninja we're talking about. Well, that doesn't make sense. Why did the ninja go to the doctor for his kung flu? Come on. Uh, that's ridiculous. That's two. Se- <laughs> <laughs> that's two. There's two separate things. Kung Fu is historically Chinese, whereas ninjutsu or ninjutsu uh, is Japanese. So, but okay, I guess, I guess we'll take that one. So there you go. You have a joke on today's podcast, you know, but anyways, you know, we're going to start wrapping the show up, but before I go, just saying like, you know, nowadays, you know, you with with social media and you have YouTube and things like that, you can go on there and be like, oh, Wing Chun versus MMA fighter, for example. But you know what? A lot of those Wing Chun people are not really Wing Chun people. Just because they have a dummy and they watch the tutorial and they try to do stuff on the dummy, it's it's not as effective as going in, having a mentor mentor you, 
teaching, you know, uh, it's called a Sifu, right? Uh, I personally trained under uh, Sigung Gary Lam, who's Grandmaster of Wing Chun. That's the lineage I practice under. And, you know, it's it's one thing to have them say, oh, you know, uh, right, 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 execu- you know, good execution, but the, your technique's a little off. This is why you need to do this. And then, then they refine it for you, right? And this, this thing is something that's important where if somebody goes and doesn't realize and do their research, that's why it's, you got to do your research, especially when it comes to martial arts, then they can be fooled into thinking they're learning Wing Chun. They think that they're they're a badass, and then they go fight someone from the MMA who's, you know, been practicing MMA, real MMA, you know, and they've been practicing, you know, um, snake oil type of uh, Wing Chun. They, of course the MMA guy's going to kick their butt. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they didn't learn real Wing Chun. That's the thing. So, what are what are your thoughts on that before we wrap it up, and the and the way martial arts is, and where do you see martial arts going in the future? Um, I mean, I just see martial arts getting bigger. Um, I think MMA is gonna stay at the forefront of that. Like I know we talked a lot about UFC, but you have some MMA that's like people see as more true to the tradition, like pride, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going away. I think martial arts is going to get bigger. Hopefully there's going to be some great new styles coming out of it. What do you mean great new styles? Well, I mean, like, like, you know how, like, don't get me wrong, but like around the world, like styles always change. Like what's the, what's the Russian, the Russian fighting style? Oh, I, I, you know, or, there, or you have like Krav Maga. Is that it? Uh, Krav Maga, no. that's, that's Israeli. Oh, that's Israeli. Okay. That's the Israeli but, fighting but, forces I there. Saying, I just, I just think we're going to be, there's going to be a lot more variety, you know, like think about like, okay, like I'm not trying to say it's the best thing, but like Marine Corps mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. right? Though it's, people might not say it's the best for showing off or practical as far as like sparring goes but it handles business obviously we have a different end goal we're not trying to see who's better we're trying to kill you mm-hmm. you know but the, like stuff like that like um yeah i just i just see a lot more coming out of it in the in the near future yeah i definitely see a that of, a lot of the ufc fighters sorry a lot of the ufc fighters that are known as greater that are still alive like who knows if they're gonna start their own style mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know, so I, I mean, I look forward to that. I just think it's going to flourish. I think it sometime, somehow it's going to come back to the forefront and be a little bit more important. Gotcha. I agree. Hopefully it does. I love the philosophies of it. Hopefully the philosophy uh, really does, um, does comes into the forefront of people's mind as a way in which they can become better people, uh, stuff like that. That would be great. Uh, I definitely don't think martial arts is going to die out like how boxing has uh hopefully boxing will be revived as well i i do like boxing uh, a lot more than ufc to be quite honest um i like watching the more mma style fights from asia uh, like they have in like south korea japan singapore things like that uh, i like those ones better like they actually put like you know um this you know huge dude that is like 500 pounds all muscle against some Chinese dude that's just as tall but looks fat, and then he beats the guy up. You know what right. I mean? The 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 chubby uh, Chinese guy. You know, 
that's that's like real stuff. You know, you got two fit people that are that are you know maybe their reach is just a little longer than the other, and maybe the age range is a couple years difference. But there's really not any difference other than the martial arts. Whereas you know, if you put a person that seems like they can't defend themselves necessarily against somebody who looks like they're really in shape, like you got this Shaolin guy, you can find it on YouTube. He's a Shaolin dude from China, and he can beat up just about anybody. Doesn't matter how big, small, or whatever. You know, they can't seem mm-hmm. to get him. Uh, so things like that is pretty cool. I, th- I think like that's going to get more popularity. I think more people should like check that out. What's that? Man, is this guy Yip Man? <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously. He's not. All right, everyone. That concludes this episode of the Dragon Spit Podcast. Again, powered by Geek Impulse. Be sure to check us out next week as we got a special guest in store as well as a guest co-host for you. So be sure to check it out. Subscribe. You can find us everywhere. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, everywhere that podcasts are. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe as well. You can find us on social media and leave us some comments. Peace.